Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In this episode, we're going to explore the historic Pikes Peak Carriage Road that would eventually transition to the road to the summit we know today. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. In 1889, the book History of a Line Colorado Midland Railway by Horace A. Byrd was published as informational and promotional literature by the Colorado Midland Railway. Surprisingly enough, this book is still in print and can be purchased at the Ute Pass Historical Society gift shop in Woodland Park, Colorado. I was referencing it for another article when I came across an old advertisement that read, Pikes Peak Carriage Road to the summit of Pikes Peak the grandest carriage ride in the world. Conveyances leave Cascade Canyon for the peak every morning during the summer season. Make the summit and return in eight hours. Fare for the trip, $5. The only road to the top of Pikes Peak. Seats and conveyances may be secured in advance at Colorado Midland Railway offices in Denver, Colorado Springs, and Pueblo. Hundley and Carlisle Proprietors. Regular listeners will recognize the name Hundley from one of our previous episodes about the stagecoaches in the Gold District. But in short, John Hundley ran a stage line that could transport passengers from Colorado Springs through Florissant and into the Cripple Creek District. I saw the ad and was immediately reminded of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb taking place the Sunday after this episode is released. According to PPIHC.org, the race's official website, the race was first run in 1916, travels along a 12.42-mile course with 156 turns, and crosses a finish line at 14,115 feet above sea level. I smiled when I saw the classic ad's proclamation of making the summit and returning in eight hours, given that today tourists can make the 19-mile trip from the entrance station to the summit in about an hour, and last year's racers made their 12-and-a-half-mile trip to the top in between 10 and 16 minutes. But before the inaugural August 10, 1916 Pikes Peak National Hill Climbing Contest, a road was built from Cascade to the peak to service an Army signal station and was completed in 1888. It soon became a carriage road by which tourists could travel to the peak, taking in spectacular views along the way and at the summit. In these early days, the previously mentioned carriage ride cost $5, or personal vehicles could access the road for $1. In 1901, W.B. Felker and Charles Yaunt claimed to be the first men to ascend the carriage road by automobile. They claimed that, in their steam-powered carriage, they conquered unrepaired roads with potholes and rocks, a brief and blinding snowstorm, and a challenging nighttime descent after. The competing Cog Railway was completed in 1891, taking business from the carriage road, and the road closed in 1902. Influential entrepreneur and philanthropist Spencer Penrose and business partner Charles Tutt took on the task of getting a new, more modern road, more appropriate for the motor car, built to the top, which was completed in 1915 at a cost of $300,000 to $500,000. The road to the peak was established as a toll road, and Penrose created the race to the top as a way to promote it. For those drawn by the race and tourists in general, 
The road took visitors past now iconic places like Devil's Playground and Bottomless Pit and up the exposed switchbacks known as the W. In its October 29, 1915 article, Up Pikes Peak by Auto, the Ordway New Era newspaper stated, Every mile of the highway to the summit is crowded with scenic interest. Amid a profusion of wildflowers, through groves of pines and aspens, the highway proceeds. Often, as the motor climbs, it will be enveloped in a fleecy cloud. One does not realize that he is at the summit until he can see the world all around him. 60,000 square miles of scenery, wild, massive, awe-inspiring, can be viewed from the seat of the motor car. The city of Colorado Springs became responsible for the Pikes Peak Highway in 1948, and in August of 1998, the Pikes Peak Highway was only paved up to mile six, completed in the 1950s. The Pikes Peak chapter of the Sierra Club filed a lawsuit against the Springs and the National Forest Service for gravel pollution, which caused erosion and clean water problems. The city settled and was required to correct the environmental problems from the Pikes Peak Highway by 2012. The first paved mile was completed in 2002, with the halfway point nearly reached in 2007 and the final paving done by 2011. Paving was such a long process because of the weather on the mountain. The asphalt could only be put down in warm and snowless days, meaning that the lower part of the mountain could only be paved May through October, and the upper portion could only be paved June through August. Areas of the road had to be reshaped, widened in places. Construction machines broke down on the steep and high altitude roads, and supplies were slow to get where they were needed. Blasting also had to take place, and all of this while allowing tourist traffic to continue past. On the final year of construction, heavy rains threatened to get in the way of on-time completion. But an unexpected late warm and dry spell that year allowed road workers to work later into the season to complete the project. The final cost was $15 million. The Pikes Peak Race has been the progenitor for many technological advancements. In the year 2000, IndyCar racer Sam Schmidt was rendered a quadriplegic following a racing accident. But Schmidt remained loyal to racing by becoming a team owner. He also founded the nonprofit organization Conquer Paralysis Now. In 2013, Schmidt was recruited by Aero Electronics, whose technological development allowed him to get back behind the wheel of a race car, this time for the 2016 running of the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. After the 102 official racers completed their runs, Schmidt completed the bottom half of the race course by controlling the car with movements of his head in a specifically modified 2016 Corvette Z06. Schmidt was accompanied by nine-time class winner and four-time king of the mountain, Robbie Unzer, as his co-pilot. While Unzer had controls by which he could have taken over the car in the event of an emergency, he was instead able to act as navigator, feeding Schmidt course strategies as they made their way up the mountain. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself looking for one of the best views in the country, take a little time to go see the views from Pikes Peak. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. 
References used in this episode can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. <laughs>